Hey, welcome to the podcast, my guest, Riley Huddleston. Good to see you, Riley. Good to see you as well. So, um, interesting story about how we met back in Chicago. Are you from Chicago originally? Uh, no, I was just there for seven years. Okay. Yeah. I was there for nine or ten. We went out to lunch. We were introduced by Jordan Warners, who was my neighbor, who sold wine. And we kind of got synced up in the restaurant world. We had lunch. Do you remember where we had lunch? It was... Uh, uh, was it blue? Was the um, blue blue door? I think it was blue door. I wonder if oh, blue door is still open. Oh, if blue door is still open, put a link to blue door in Chicago, right there. <laughs> Somebody has to be able to click on it, or in the liner notes, depending on if it's YouTube or whatever. Blue door something. Anyway, awesome spot. You never know what's open anymore. Um, so. I had just gotten back from a vacation in Newport Beach with my wife and my one kid at the time, now I have three. And we met, we're hanging out, and you're like, I'm, I'm about to move to Newport Beach. And I'm like, holy crap, that's the most amazing place I've ever been. Yeah. And you're like, I'm moving there. And I'm like, man, that would be insane to move there. And then fast forward but two it's years not, later. No, it wasn't even that long. It was, what, after when I moved? Yeah. I feel like it was pretty quick. Because you only still had the one child, right? When you moved here? That's true. Yeah, it was fast. Because you reached out and I was like... Maybe I was so jealous of your move that I'm like, I came home yeah. and I'm like, babe, hey, we're, we're, we're <laughs> I met this Newport. dude today, he's actually moving. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it was... And then, that, so that was interesting because then we kind of synced up out here and here we are. So now, so you really moved out here for, uh, did you move out here for Lido House? That was kind of the opportunity? It's, well, Lido House is part of the right. opportunity, yeah. but uh, moved out here to be on the VP of Food and Beverage for the development company yeah. and oversee all of our Awesome, adults. so talk a little bit about that, about the the concepts, the properties. I know there's a combination of real estate and hospitality and you're, you're really focused on overseeing the hospitality side of things. Yeah. Because it starts clearly with real estate. Yep. We have to find a site. We're developers from the ground up. Yep. So uh, we find the site, which Lido House uh, took, I think it was five years from the day they signed uh, on the ground lease with the city till the time it opened. It was five years. Yep. Because you have to go through the Coastal Commission and everything. Yep. But during that time, then you do the design, architecture, layouts, how much square footage we need for each yep. venue versus and how much total square footage we need and then uh, that's when I start plugging in everything on the food and beverage uh, piece and then we start getting management companies to come in do performas and write it but uh, we, so we did Lido house so well first it was Spectrum our uh, inner Marriott um, over in Irvine yeah. and that has the rooftop and everything yeah. and so we did that and re kind of designed because that was already coming out of the ground when I moved out here. Yep. One thing that's really cool, bringing it back full circle with the Chicago connection is the, the restaurant scene is totally different out here. And with your place in Irvine and then, you know, Mayor's Table at, at Lido House, I can kind of, I can feel like the Chicago touches to it, which is fun. You know, the you mean Chicago- good, You get good food and beverage? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, and the, and that level of service, right? There's, yeah. I think Chicago's, the best restaurant city, Chicago, New York. I 
very comparable restaurant cities in the, in the country. And there's this, there's a level of service that's just expected. And so then when you, almost anywhere else that you go, um, and I don't think, I mean, LA is not far behind, but Orange County is a, a different animal. It's just slower. It's definitely, it's, um, it's behind. And it's yeah. kind of suburban, yeah. right? So it's yeah, exactly. suburbia. I yeah, mean, it's, it's yeah. very... It's very chill. It's very relaxed. If you come from a big city, it's a different vibe. But when you go to one of your places, you feel that Midwestern, like, above and beyond white glove hospitality, which is nice. It's a great compliment. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, ta- I'll take that because it, you know, it's out here for people to compliment. It's just like, oh, it's great food. Oh, it's gr- had great service, but they don't know why, mm-hmm. right? But if you have lived in one of those yeah. cities and been yeah. around that culture, for sure. it's a culture of food rather than... And, yeah. and some of it are little things. Like I've noticed out on the West Coast, uh, it's a very West Coast thing. You wouldn't find this in the Midwest. But if there's a musician performing at a restaurant or bar, they play their song and they get done with the song. There's not like a applause. Yeah. People just keep talking, going about their business. That, that doesn't happen in Chicago. You stop and you applaud. It's like there's all these little things where, you know, and you'll notice it now when you're, somebody plays, they finish their song, it's just dead quiet. So I'm always like, well, it'll be interesting because this weekend we have a blues band okay. playing. All right. Because uh, we're doing barbecue b- bourbon and blues uh, for Sunday. And now I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to experience it because now I, I don't want to work uh, Father's Day this year. But uh, so I'll go experience it. But it was, it, I'll. I'll definitely be like, guys, you need to clap. Everybody at the table, you, you have to, you have to clap. You have to, yeah. Someone has to hold up an applause. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about. Obviously, the last year was completely insane for restaurants. What were you guys doing? I know. Um, I think Mayor's Table for sure. You guys were closed for a while. Yeah. But how, like the closures? Um, how did that affect you know you guys and the staff? And then what has changed since then? Um, it started really rough, right? Because you just didn't—we didn't know what was happening. Nobody did. So there was a there was a period of time where there was like you can go back and find the articles. It's almost depressing to read where people are like, "This is the end of fine dining," or like yeah. the future of restaurants is drive-throughs. I mean, like that was, stuff was like a year ago. It was like shit, you probably had moments where you're like, "I don't. I might have to change careers." Um, or cook for McDonald's, <laughs> like, or do like home private dining, or luckily, you know, like. Luckily, I didn't have to go through those phases. It yeah. was there was the scare um, of clearly losing my role and what I do, yeah. uh, just because would that change? But everything just reinvents itself. Yeah, nothing just goes away. Right, we're humans. Yeah. We, we don't just let it leave. So then that was where my goal was, is just constantly reinventing. So we started with, because it was the first stay-at-home order, right? So we had to close. So um, it was just doing takeout. And nobody was ordering takeout. Yeah. I, I, and then you don't, because you don't go to a nice restaurant for takeout. You go there for the experience. Totally. Like, you want that service. You yeah. want that hospitality. Yeah. The food is amazing, but it's not as amazing if you're just eating transporting it in a to take away totally. and you have to reheat it yeah uh so that was a struggle um but then we'd have some room service orders because we had people stay in the hotel and then we started 
doing cocktails to go and some of our regulars would just come in and sit on the patio outside and it was still takeout. Yeah. We're not serving you. We yeah. just take it out and the to-go yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then they just keep on reordering. Yeah. Uh, so that became fun for us. And then it was like, oh, wait, we can open. But then every time we could reopen, it was like, tomorrow? Nope, not tomorrow. Maybe next week? Nope, not next week. And then it was just like, uh, uh. Ah. and And then you had the financial stress, yeah. though. And so it was just like constantly... Do we furlough this person? Do we not furlough this person? And then we had to get rid of the staff. And and then it was like, oh, we got to bring some people back. And then by the summer, but by June, uh, with the rooftop just being outdoor dining, the patio and the pool, mm-hmm. we were extremely busy. Yeah. And it was, first it was like, wait, will everybody, will this create a recession and everybody needs to eat yeah. uh, comfort food? And that was the first thought. And then it was like, no, people want even more of an experience if they're coming in. So then we had to pivot from that. It was, I mean, I feel like there was 30, 40 pivots. How how difficult was it? Were, were there two or three shutdowns of indoor dining? I can't uh, remember. It, I think there's three. Yeah, I think there were three. Yeah. And then there's different capacities and waves. I think one of the hardest things uh, that I've heard, especially from a lot of our clients, is like the hiring and firing and then trying to get people back. Because like... You would find out on a Tuesday or Wednesday, hey, Friday you've got to close indoor dining. So like, you've got to let a bunch of people go. And then you'd find out a month later, hey, you can reopen at 25% capacity in two days. Like, oh, okay, now I have to hire people back. So like, I can only imagine you're just like firing out texts to people that you let go. Like, hey, you want, <laughs> do you want to come back? I mean, right? I mean, you're, you're probably constantly juggling all these relationships and then having to train people, not to mention the food waste, right? Like we had a bunch of food and now we gotta be shut down and well and Marriott manages freezers it. forever. Marriott is the management company, right? Yeah. So these all the um, associates work for Marriott. Yeah. So the legal team is driving that. So then there was yeah. a big company yeah. and so the pivots were much slower, but it was like when we furloughed people, they were like, Well you can't bring you can't furlough managers twice in a year. So then what if we, we shut down again? So then you just don't bring managers back? Like, so we just don't run our business because we're afraid of the future, and because, but the future's unknown, but they were worried about the legalities of everything on the labor laws, and it was like, but this is an unprecedented time. Totally. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody could come back and sue you for bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Or letting them go maybe again, yeah. and then bringing them back for the third time because yeah. you can only do it twice in a year. And it's like, who sets a, that law in a pandemic? No. <laughs> well, I think rules went by the wayside over the last twelve months. I, I think everybody was just in survival mode. Not in corporate. Know? They well, were. They were. Yeah. They were. That's probably an exception. Like, Come on. Yeah. We have to. We have to get away with things, and it was like you know, just the, the even the thing where. It's, what do you do with the masks and they're sitting at the table they don't need to wear a mask they're outdoor you know and that's kind of what the consensus was from everybody but the corporate behemoth of Marriott that does have to protect themselves Um, so rightfully so but uh, in the hospitality space it's hard to understand those details and I'm like I don't care why I'm not going to go over like I mean and we don't live in a uh cheap place to live right so when you have a guy that owns as a ceo of a company has a rolls royce phantom drives up valets and then you, somebody that's making 
sixteen dollars an hour has to tell them, like, manage them on just masks, right? And and they if they say no, what are you, you're going to kick them out, right? It, it's just like this. It was a, the most weird dynamic yeah. of yeah, yeah. like how how to manage the situation because people when I would talk to them, and they would listen to me, but the respect for line employees. Yeah. They're not going to listen to them, and it's just it wasn't fair to put them in that type of situation. Yeah. So it was just it was a while. Well, so now we're in a spot where the mask mandate and the distancing and a lot of the rules have been dropped. Yeah, they're all lifted. Um, and that was what three, four days ago. Our, our, I don't know if I've been to a restaurant in three or four days. Are do employees do restaurant employees still have to wear masks? Uh, no. So servers don't. In say a Marriott or Lido House or, or a Spectrum, yes, they do. <laughs> but uh, by the, by the but state's rules, you don't have to. Exactly. Okay. So I actually went to LA last night. You have night. to in the, in the kitchen? Do I have to? <laughs> do, are you supposed are to? Are the chefs, the, you know, are the employees are supposed to? Yes. <laughs> um, are we gonna have to edit something out here? Yeah, maybe, I don't know, because, uh, you know, I, I'll just say, uh, Nobody questions me. Yeah. Right. So then that was fine. But then the other day, uh, the uh, w one of our directors, um, he came up to me and he's like, "Hey, I don't want to, like, I don't want to tell you this, and I don't, you know, but I've been asked for you to wear your mask. And if it was him or the GM asking, yeah." That question, I have respect for him. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. But HR, it was the first time that HR seen me, and I had been wearing it for three weeks. Yeah, and then HR saw me, yeah. and then they go and ask them, and I was like, I am actually going to decline this because I don't respect how it came about because I've been doing it for three weeks. Yeah, so I do not wear it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. But we were in um, LA last night, and for the first time. Uh, I actually went to LA last week for date night to uh, Santa Monica on Saturday, okay. and it was like they have to stand away from the table. And I know the uh, general manager, I know the owner of the restaurant, and everything. And the, it was like they were standing away from the table, and uh, on the back of the card it says, "Please wear your mask yeah. if you, unless you're eating or drinking." Yeah, you know. And it was just like very intense. Yeah, and. Uh, then went last night, and it was the first night the restaurant was open because they were closed on Monday and Tuesdays. So it was the first time they're uh, open with the no mask, and they didn't have masks, and they were so happy, and they're like, "It's so weird talking to you because I've been wearing a mask for a year." And so it's just, it's like it's gone. Yeah, it just gone overnight. For a wild time. Uh, speaking of date night, uh, you and Natalie. Have the daughter, Piper. Yeah. Uh, what? How is it juggling? You know, working nights and having a kid. Because uh, I'm the exact opposite. For schedule, me, right? I'm or, working days. Yeah, for both of you. <laughs> for me, just out of curiosity, because so I work days and then I'm at home for the whole nighttime bedtime routine, which is a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know that. In, as much the nighttime bedtime routine, <laughs> but I, it doesn't matter if I get home at 11, 12, yeah. 1. Yeah. There's not a day that I will miss the morning. I'll always get up with her. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Yep. Typically, she likes the 7 a.m. time period. Yeah. But 
I'll get up more like the 5 a.m. Yeah, no. Yeah, she's she's a blessing in that regard. Yeah, she's yeah. A, kind of on our schedule, yeah. so I will get up every single morning. Doesn't matter what time day it is. I will wake up. Yeah. Doesn't matter how late I got home. Yeah. I'm with her for the first hour to two hours mm -hmm. of every morning. Mm -hmm. Do the feeding typically, play, yeah. hang out, um, make our coffee. Those mornings are priceless. And right? like that is kids are so cute. Exactly. I mean, it's the best. So yeah. so then the um, and then hopefully it's like one or two nights of the week I'm home, but that's about it. Yeah. And I think that's definitely harder on mom yeah. than it is on me because yeah. I'm the one just free and get to go. But she's uh, trying to get out of just being a stay-at-home mom now. She's like, yeah. I think after a year of doing the, or year, almost two years, I guess, of doing this, yeah. she's ready. She's, yeah. You know, I didn't know her as she doesn't have that type of personality, mm -hmm. so she is. Uh, ready yeah. to get back to the yeah. grind. Yeah. So it's harder on her, I think. Yeah. My, my wife certainly talked about it too. I mean, she's been with our three, three kids, though. We have three, I know. <laughs> and she's been at home with them for I mean, six plus years yeah. now. One so, is, oh, might be fun and cute. Yeah. Two, okay, it's becoming a job. Yeah. Three, that's full time. Oh. <laughs> as much as I love the kids, I mean, there's days that I come home and I'll pull into the garage and I'm like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Um, so let's uh, let's finish with talking a little bit about um, what's coming up. I know you guys are opening some new concepts. Um, what's happening at your current concepts now that things are back reopened? Like, let's hear it. Uh, so spectrum. The rooftop is just going to full capacity now. You can stand at the bar, you can, you know, so it's just getting back to just full on because it's been doing very well. Yeah. Um, and then the restaurant is now, it's a, it's a harder because it's in a business area. Yeah. So we have, we rely heavily on business travelers and yeah. they're not back fully yet. Okay. Uh, How so is the, is the hotel harder. starting to get more crowded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely up. I mean, it was down, you know, we were running 20% off for a while. Um, now it's in the 60s. Weekends we're getting up to the 90s. Yeah, nice. um, some sellouts, so that's been great. So, uh, but then now the expectations from the travelers back, and then you don't have employees. Yeah, there's nobody wants to work. Yeah, so that's so, so crazy. that one is definitely a struggle. Um, whereas Lido House, I think just the reputation and the name and yeah. everything and the yeah. benefit. It's still the benefit of working with Marriott, but it feels independent, you get to do cooler stuff, yeah. it, you, it's a hot uh, restaurant, it's, it has a rooftop, it has a pool scene, so so it's a place that you want to work. Yeah. Um, so that one we have had less struggle yeah. um, hiring and getting people back, so. I mean, what do you, what do you think is the answer <clears throat> for the hiring issue in restaurants? I mean, it seems like everybody needs line cooks and servers. I, uh, how do you solve that other than pay them more? Or is that the answer? Yeah, I think it's reimagining the business model. Yeah, I don't think that because I don't think some people will come back. Yeah, right. I don't know just where everybody's been burned by the last year. No, I think it's just people want to try something new. Yeah, I think it was like it gave them time because we are yeah. workaholics and it. it you they, they were their lifers in the restaurant industry, yep. and then last year they're like, I have to do something different. Now they're doing something different. Yep, and it's just. You yeah. just start doing something different, and that's now your new yeah. routine. Yeah. Especially if you did it for the last six months yeah. or three months. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, if I can make the same amount of money and then work yeah. from home, and then a lot of things 
seemingly went from work from home. So it's like either you're answering calls or you're just working behind a computer or mm -hmm. whatever. But there's a lot more work from home yeah. in our country than ever has been. Yeah. So yeah. what they're actually doing, I don't know, but they're getting jobs and they're working from home. Yeah. So uh, it's not a bad gig if you were making 60000 to seventy th or 80000 even working from yeah. uh, in a restaurant, grinding five nights of the week and uh, just doing that hospitality piece. And the, then it's like, if you can make that same amount yeah. of money working from home, yeah. it's just a different pace of life. And it's like, hey, maybe I can actually enjoy family. I can see friends. Sure. I don't have to, uh, like, I can actually have day friends that are day walkers, mm -hmm. you know? So. Be normal. Yeah. Whatever normal Weird. is. Exactly. I, Not I, you. No. Working, that, working till midnight. Yeah, that would, I don't <laughs> think I could ever do the nine to five ever. Never have, so. Probably never will. Yeah. You should stay in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. You're a, you're a great chef, and I, I know that you said, uh, um, I don't remember where this came up. I think we were talking about Hawaii, and I mentioned a Mai Tai, and you said you make a killer Mai Tai, so I think you owe me a Mai Tai, because I haven't tried your Mai Tai. I mean, I wish we had the ingredients now. That would be amazing. That, Somebody wheels that, a cart Exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think you should be upgrading this experience to... That would have been so come, well planned. You come Margo on the show... With a cart with them. You, you come on the show, and you have to make your favorite drink or something, right? Yeah. That's like really... Noodle that one. Yes. Every guest should have a surprise. Yes. Like a talk show where we lead in, right? It's the giveaway. Like, well, but your daughter's actually here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be a giveaway, but you're the recipient. Yeah, it's perfect. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and stopping by. Hey, and it's nice that we're always in the same town. Exactly. I don't know what town's next, but yeah, we'll, we'll wherever you're telling me you're going, exactly. We'll, we'll, just, figure, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> cool. Awesome.